On today's show, Matisse Tybal gets matched. The Mavericks deals are official now. So what do the Mavericks do now? We'll look at the roster and see what the Mavericks need to do coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everyday, or subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is is to listen every day like so many of you have over the last week or so and comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, what do the Mavericks do next? What do they do next? If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, uh, ask Isaac a million questions in the AMA today that he was completely overwhelmed by, which made me yes. uh, feel really awesome. Uh, subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. You get texts from us. I've been sending out text alerts from every rumor that I see, every report that comes on. I've had a lot of people respond and say, I'm so thankful for this. I've spent so much less time on that broke site, twitter.com, that I don't have to be on there to find maps rumors anymore. It's not broke anymore. <laughs> Still kind of broke. <laughs> but joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Friday Fiend, the One More Thing King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I want to give a shout-out to Grant Williams. Um, Grant's first day as a Maverick, and he got yammed on. Yo. My guy. <laughs> if, <there's... laughs> um, if you uh, are not on the quote-unquote broke site, um, <laughs> Grant, Grant Williams uh, had a playful jab at Donovan Mitchell on Twitter earlier uh, yesterday or today. And uh, Mitchell had a had a a padded, you know. Sometimes you put a pad on the when you're benching. Donovan Mitchell and, uh, was bench pressing, and there was a little there was a little like like you know pad there to, to yeah. help him if he dropped it or whatever. And yeah, just kind of protects like the chest training a wheels bit. for and bench pressing, I guess. So Grant takes you know a little little jab at it and like make a fun of it on Twitter, and uh, Mitchell just responds back with a screenshot of when the game, the game was tied earlier in the year and it was Mitchell and a couple of them who were walking up to Grant Williams when Grant Williams did the, I'm going to make both of them. I'm like both of them. 109, 109 with like four seconds left. It's Boston <laughs> versus Cleveland. And he's like, I'm going to make both. And if you don't know the story, he did he not, didn't. he did not make both. <laughs> he did something with both. He did not make them. <laughs> so anyway, it was funny. Mikel Bridges. I mean, Grant <laughs> seems like a hilarious dude. As Nick, you know, said yesterday, he's so goofy. Yeah. Uh, so he, you know, he was retweeting some people, laughing about it. But uh, yeah, it's just a an example already for uh, <laughs> Mavs fans that this is the goofiness of uh, of Grant. Yeah, funny. He's gonna he's gonna try stuff. That's the same for him on the court and off the court. He's gonna try stuff, and sometimes <laughs> it's gonna go really bad for him, but sometimes it'll go great for him. So, on today's show, we'll get into what the Mavs do next. Now that a couple of these moves have been announced, and the the Thibel thing is now dead. Uh, we'll talk about that, and then, uh, yeah, we'll look at the Mavs roster and figure out what do they need, what, what what's next for them, what can, what can they actually do. So let's start here. Uh, it was reported earlier today by Adrian Wojnowski and others that Portland Trailblazers matched Matisse Thibel's deal. Um, this deal, Bobby Marks laid it out. 
Uh, the Mavericks did their damnedest <laughs> to try and get <laughs> the Blazers to not match this. I mean, all the things that they put in it, all the little machinations of the cap to try and put, like, here's all that Dallas put in this. This is according to Bobby Marks. A 15% trade bonus, a player option in the third year, $2.6 million payable within 14 days of the contract approval, and $2.6 million payable on October 1st. So they basically, uh, they basically gave them all the little like bells and whistles of a contract to make it all as player friendly as possible to try and get the Blazers to think about it, rethink about it, think about it again, and then go, all right, do we want to deal with that kind of contract? And at the end of the day, they just decided they did. Yeah, within 24 hours. You know, they didn't even yeah. wait the whole time. So it was nice of them. Thank you, Joe Cronin. Uh, to just you know, GM of, of Portland to just go ahead and just match this thing, and uh, to where Dallas doesn't have to wait and, and all of that, and and I get it. I I've said it before, you know before in yesterday's podcast. I, I expected him, it's not what I wanted. <laughs> uh, I expected him to match because you know he's still you know mid twenties. They have these young guards that are you know basically all offense for the most part, and. You want guys like that playing defense around those guys. So I get why they matched. It was worth a swing from Dallas. I've seen some people are like, dude, why do we even, you know, try for this and all this? Because what was your other option? Like, it's not like you lost out on somebody over the past 24 hours uh, because you did this. At this point in free agency, it was kind of worth it. and Or it was worth it. It wasn't kind of. It was worth it. You took the swing. You didn't get it. And uh, now they can reevaluate their options. Yeah, we'll go through the list a little bit later of all the free agents that are still available and say, all right, did the Mavericks miss on this? Did they miss on this? No, they, they haven't really. So they tried it. He was the best defensive player that was available in all of free agency, I think. And they tried, went after him, gave him the best that they could at that point. And, you know, it just didn't work. And so there it was. And so now the Mavericks have to move on it and try some different things. We think that they've, they've made some good moves so far, but they still haven't, like, pushed themselves forward that much. And so we'll talk about some things they can maybe do a little bit later to do that. The other thing that was announced today is Derek Lively's second, the trade down deal where the Mavericks were in the 10th pick. They traded down with OKC to get the 12th pick. They got a trader to player exception because they sent Davis Bertans to OKC. That deal became official. So Derek Lively can now practice on Friday and he can also play in summer league, which is really great because he's just been sitting on the, it's, it's been so sad. Every time I go to summer league practice this week, he's just been sitting on the sidelines while they do five on five. He's talking to Omax, chilling, talking to Tyson Chandler. He's got a towel draped over his shoulder for no reason because he's not playing. <laughs> he just looks very sad to not be playing. And then oh, the OMAX deal with Rashawn Holmes and the Mavericks just sent cash considerations. We kept talking about the Mavericks had to send something because in the trade, you have to send something to the other team. But it was official. It came down. And so that deal has a couple more implications to it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like how many, what was there, like two or three hours in between those deals becoming official <laughs> and – I don't know how many subtext questions we got in tweets of, does this mean something's happening with the yeah. Sacramento deal and Omax and all of that? And I mean, who knows? They you know what been it probably meant? Some. It probably meant that one of the PR people had to just sit down and write both of them, and they just posted them as soon as they finished <laughs> writing the thing. Uh, well, so anyway, yes, the, the biggest thing with that is, you know, with Rashawn Holmes coming in now uh, into that, you know, exception that with Berton's going out, Holmes coming in, it, it pretty much kills anything. It does kill anything right now that you're you know, any of the fake trades that you're trying to do with Holmes, Tim Hardaway and somebody else for like a Deandre Ayton, like the Deandre Ayton deal seems, you know, it's 
not happening right now is currently. Yeah, they you know, get, I I looked at that. I was like, is that dead? Well, they could still do like Tim and Maxie and yeah, and like uh, they could try to put Javale in there, and maybe they send back uh, Ish Wainwright to try to match the salaries, and then then you can make that work. Like, is that interesting to you? No, but so it's not dead, dead, but it is with Rashawn Holmes. Like that, that original deal that they, we know for sure that the two teams had talked about that deal is dead. Yeah. So doesn't mean that Holmes can't be traded. Rashawn Holmes can still be traded tomorrow. It just, he just, it just has to be by himself, just his salary going out. So theoretically uh, said this some today on subtext. Yes. Theoretically you could do a Rashawn Holmes for Zubats and do, you know, the two seconds you got. Uh, in the Grant Williams trade. And it's like Holmes in two seconds for Zubats. Yes, you could do something like that or another salary salary out there. Let's say Dallas you know, combines Tim and Javel and something else to go get a starting big. And then you turn around and you take Holmes's contract and try to trade that with a couple of seconds to get another wing in there. So there's still some flexibility. It's just it takes Holmes off the table when combining other Mavs players, at least for a couple months. Yeah, you just can't use that $12 million salary now combined with anything else. So you can't build up to, like you said, an Aiton or somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, and so the Mavericks can go out there and look at some of the guys. But, but Omax is officially a Maverick, baby. Oh, let's go. We need an Omax so drop. We don't have dang one. Dang excited. I got to get this jersey, right? Oh, you've got to get the the customized one that just says Omax on the back of it. Because if it just says Prosper, like... It's it just going to say Prosper. doesn't hit as much, right? Like... I'm still, I, I still got to get it. <laughs> Every time I suggest you do a custom one, you're never into it. I, I, is it a hot take to say custom jerseys are really lame? They probably are, but one that says Omax on the back of it with his number. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think with a player's nickname on the back of it, I think it's okay, right? Didn't they try to do that for an all-star game? It was kind of tacky. <laughs> it worked for some of them. Coming up, let's get into what the Mavericks can do next. What should they do next? We'll go through a list of the free agents and talk about who's still available. Could the Mavericks now take this MLE? Because they now have the MLE back open again since the Thibel trade didn't go through. What should they do next? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do that, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp can help you out when it comes to talking through life decisions. If you've got a big life decision ahead of you, or if you've got something behind you that you just dealt with, that you need to talk out and process. If you need to, you know, someone to work something through, it's like a muscle in your brain trying to work through decision-making, trying to work through how to work on self-talk with yourself. I struggle with that and talking about, oh, you suck. You look terrible. You're blah, blah, all that self-talk. You need someone to help you out with that, and BetterHelp can do that. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. Being part of this show, 
being part of the Raccoon Squad and Everydayer. If you listen to Everyday, you're part of the Everydayers. If you missed our Grant Williams episode yesterday, we did a Grant Williams emergency pod. We also did a Matisse Thibel, which is kind of now old, but then we talked about Grant Williams that at the end. That was yesterday? It was like, it was like three days we ago. We talked about Grant Williams at the end of that pod, too. So you can go back, and the Grant Williams pod is still relevant because we just talked about him on that one. So go check out that one. Tomorrow, I'll probably be back. I'll, I'll definitely be back. I'm not sure Isaac will be with me or not, but we'll, I'll be back talking about Summer League. I'll be in Vegas. I'll have probably watched Victor Wembanyama by then, uh, and I'll talk about what we should expect during Summer League and all that. So uh, check back. We'll have pods every single day. All right, Isaac, let's get into the rest of what the Mavericks can do. What is next for the Mavericks? Because they have this MLE now to open back up. They tried it on Matisse Thibel. And like you said, the Blazers were nice enough to, to not wait the entire period, which I thought that they wouldn't. Uh, usually you find out if the team is going to match, you find out pretty quick if they're going to match it or not. And so we found out Thibel will not be a Maverick. And now they have the MLE to do something with. So what could they do with it? And can't be a Maverick. They can't trade him to Dallas this right. season. Yeah, so. Um, CBA, so yeah, CBA Mavs on Twitter was very clear. The Tybal deal is dead. He will not be a Maverick. I was like, <laughs> it does feel like Dallas has kind of like fr- flirted with him for a couple years now. I know. Um, well, hey, so next, y- next summer. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, what what can they do? They can you know now they can pivot. They have the MLE like you're saying, um, and if there's another player on the free agent market that you think is still worthy uh, of that price tag of Thibel, then you can go and do that and pivot to a different player. Or you could break up the MLE and maybe give a guy $5 million and like $6 million or something like that. Um, you could also uh, decide to move Seth and Dwight into the MLE and then open up, you know, Seth is in that biannual exception. Uh, you could open that up to next year. So, you know, if you use it now, you won't have that next year, which is, you know, around that 4 or $5 million mark. So that would just give you a little bit more flexibility for next year if you think. And why would you do that? I've seen some people ask that in subtext. You do that if you look at the free agent market right now and you say, there's just nobody out there that's really worth it. Christian Wood, no, just kidding. If there's nobody, if there's nobody out there that's worth giving a contract like you were going to give Thibel more than the minimum. Yeah. Well, well, even like if there's nobody out there that you're like, Hey, I'm going to give eight, nine, $10 million right, a year right. to, then it's probably best to just go ahead and move Seth and Dwight into it. You only have one roster spot open anyway, and then just use the, use a minimum contract to fill out that last spot on the roster for camp or whatever it is. Um, now PJ Washington is still out there. Okay. I love PJ Washington. I've been very adamant about that. He'd be great. I have outside of the random dumb account on Twitter that has, you know, got Mavs fans' hopes up. We haven't seen any credible reporting about PJ linked to Dallas. His personal trainer was looking at real estate in DFW, Isaac. Okay. <laughs> um it feels like based off the reporting that PJ wants more than the MLE. And he's probably in the staring match right now with Charlotte of like, hey, like I want I want more money than what this MLE number could be, or else I would probably already signed it with somebody. Uh, Charlotte obviously doesn't want to pay that, or else they would have already. So somebody's going to blink here. There's there's also a qualifying offer, or he could you know they could approach another team out there like a Dallas, whoever, in a signing trade. I think it's been reported by Jake Fisher. He's looking for eighteen million a year, and they're looking mm. at. Less than that. <laughs> then they're looking at, all right, who out there? They're basically playing the game that everybody that everybody on, on 
online wants you to play with free agents. Well, who's who's bit who are you bidding against? The Hornets are doing yeah. that with PJ Washington right now. Who are we bidding against right now? And so they're they're just they better be careful. No free agents will come to Charlotte. And <laughs> they're there's they're kind of they're playing it uh hardball with him. They did it with Miles Bridges and Miles Bridges just ended up signing the qualifying offer. Now he has some other circumstances. He's also a better player than BJ Washington. So they're they're doing a, a similar thing with him. And so now you you know you have this issue with with him. He he'd cost more than the what the Mavericks have to offer just money-wise straight up. So like you said, it would have to be some kind of sign and trade. Send him and you know the seconds or whatever maybe that gets it done tim is making 17 that's just about what pj washington wants in free agency and so it kind of makes some some sense there i think tim would be really good for them uh to have a you know a vet a shooter and all that and then pj and grant williams are a little bit a little bit weird to try and play together because they're both fours that are that play bigger but i think you can make it work and uh, the mavericks yeah. definitely need the talent I'm, I'm not saying that they don't need it but that would just be a little awkward fit but I think you could make it work too. And I think it would be kind of, kind of fun, but I'm a big fan of PJ. I'm not expecting the PJ to Dallas, uh, one to happen. No. Uh, but whenever you ask the question of, is there anybody else out there that's worth like the MLE money? I think PJ is probably the only name left for me. Um, outside of that, do you have any other names that are non minimum contract guys that you're like, this would be worth splitting it up for? I want to play the game. I want to go through, I want to go through the names let's play a game let's play who's left in nba free agency <laughs> so we talked about pj washington kelly Oubre is a name that several subtexters have sent to me um he doesn't play any defense he would not help them in any way i would much rather just try omax at that spot yeah we we had seven foot kelly Oubre last year we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh the the maps minutes and the roster and what they need in the next segment and I would rather like it's already going to be hard for Omax to get minutes, and I would just rather have Omax get the minutes at that point. Uh, Terrence Davis, the Mavericks have been connected with him. There's been rumors they've been interested in him. He's six four. He can guard a little bit. He can shoot a little bit. He doesn't like he doesn't give a crap. Like he's gonna he's gonna like get in people's faces and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I, I'm not the biggest fan of his game because he is a, like a get buckets guy, and I feel like we got plenty of get buckets got a guys. couple of those already i kind of i kind of lean towards like wanting more defense right and there and there's not many of those left which is why thibel was a really good attempt for the, for the mavericks will barton garrett temple stop me if you if you're interested in any of these will barton well garrett temple let's get the wa washing machine out for those two derrick jones jr uh Derek Jones Jr. is one of those dudes i watch and i always want more of like i want him to be like a lockdown defender i know and he's just not. Maps and, have been connected to him. They almost made a trade for him and Kelly Kelly Olenek a little while ago. Uh, Hamadou Diallo, Justice Winslow, our old friend Wes Matthews, TJ Warren, oh Javante Green, Terrence Ross. Those are like all the wings that are available right now. <laughs> no. I'll give you one that actually I, I like that you haven't mentioned is uh, Winyan Gabriel. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten to bigs, but yeah. Oh, sorry. I think he could qualify as a bigger wing, too. I like him. Anyway, okay, if you want to go big. But yeah, so so that's a big. Paul Reed, Paul Reed is a name some people have talked about. The Sixers, he's restricted, and he's still kind of hanging out there. But yeah, he, he would just be added to the platoon, and then you get to the same thing that you get to with like a Kelly Oubre. I would much rather just have Derek Lively minutes than, than, than Paul Reed minutes. Um, well, I, I think there's also a difference, too, when we're talking about free agents of – I put this on a subtext thing today of what you would use MLE money for – 
versus what would you give a minimum contract for? And none of those dudes I'm giving an MLE money to. There's only one that you haven't named yet that I would I would get close to the Thibel number for. A player or a, a big? Yeah. No, not a big. So Ayo Desumu? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's the last player left. Here's, here's the other guards. Goran Dragic, Ish Smith, George Hill, Kendrick Nunn, Austin Rivers, and there's somebody I'm forgetting. I don't know. There's, Wait, a, really? there's a guard. I, I was I was trying I can't, to... Is this a joke? People forget about Frank. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the league has forgotten about Frank. You fell for that so hard. I did. I was like, wait, are you are you really thinking right now? I can't help you. Uh, I did that joke on Twitter today, and some people fell for it. I thought that was really funny. Uh, yeah, I would, I, will assume, say- I would assume it. I was listening to Lockdown Bulls today, and they were talking about seven, like, like seven to eight million dollars would be just a little bit too much a year for IO. And I was like, oh, the Mavs have seven to eight million dollars. Do it. You I tweeted do- I tweeted before free agency. I said, IO's the next Bruce Brown. Mm. I think. I, I like his game. I liked his game coming into the draft. I like what he uh, gave Chicago. It's it is kind of weird that like a team like Chicago is not, you know, making that happen right now. They're doing I like the same his defense. Thing as PJ, I guess the only the only struggle with it is I think he's a little redundant with Dante Exum. But everything of what you would be telling yourself with like Exum of hey, we want to bring like a bigger, lankier defending guard in here to like just see how it works out. Like he's not a see how it works out guy if you're gonna give him seven million dollars. So, but he's young enough and he fits like some of these guys. I would do it. I'm probably in the minority, but I would give him a seven million three year deal. Yeah, like he's not exactly what they need, but he's not not what they need either because he can handle the ball. He can defend. He defends really think, well. Like he was he was part of some really good Chicago defensive lineups. He could play with Jaden or Seth. Him and him and Hardy as a young backcourt upcoming, and then you know Josh, that that's and Omax and Lively like that's a really good young young core that they could start throwing together. Cause and that's Chicago's a, that's point guard stuff is just weird. They did the Kobe White stuff. They brought, still have Caruso. Brought in Javon Carter. Brought in Javon Carter. Like how many like true points are they gonna have? Well, they're not. None of them are really true points though, which is the weird thing. So they're all kind of just yeah. like hybrid pseudo. So. Uh, that's the list, though. So if you're if you're wondering, well, why did the maps do the Thibel thing? Well, th- that there's nobody else. <laughs> there's nobody else yeah. out there. I would assume it was the last one that I look at, and like like you said, say, hey, they should they should try and go for that. But coming up, let's talk about the rest of the roster and talk about what the Mavericks need. Coming up. Party, let's go party. All right, Isaac, let's talk about this Dallas Mavericks roster. When you look at this roster, they've done a, a pretty good job, and they got about, got younger, they got a little bit more athletic, but they still have some needs. What's the When you look at the roster, what's the needs and how can they address those? Yeah, I think I would still want another wing on this team, uh, another bigger wing, because, I mean, look, look how it is right now. If you, if you want to include, which it's kind of a stretch to include Maxi as like a bigger wing, um, but if you, if you break down this team, if, you know, I was kind of separating the roster today, if you put Luca Kyrie Hardy and Seth together 
And then, like, I'm kind of leaving the two-way guys out of this. And then you put Tim, Josh Green, and Dante Exum together. The next level of, like, bigger bodies is Grant Williams, Maxie, and Omax. Yep. And I would just like to add another. And that's where Thibel would have came in to play with that. Because then you have Thibel, Grant Williams, Omax. Maxie's kind of the, you know, in-between of the big. Because the big spot right now, I mean, you have five legit I mean, four legit centers that don't play anything else. Dwight, <laughs> Lively, Holmes, JaVel. Which yeah, you Javel's can't play any gone, of those but... guys together. No, no. So, that's where it's like, I... yeah. Yeah, I would take they, I would take a bigger wing. That that's the that's the idea. That's when it, there were even some of the name like some of the uh, like minimum names that I didn't even throw out a while ago. That like I'm not all like I'm kind of interested in Anthony Lamb. I'm kind of interested in Trendon Watford. Like I would take the, you know Winion Gabriel. Um, I I would throw like if it's a minimum contract money, I would throw money at like a bigger wing that's in that six eight six nine six ten range uh, before I would like a. I think Austin Rivers would have a, a good vet impact on this team. And uh but I don't think that's the best like minimum contract worthy position right now. Yeah. I on Twitter today I did a all right, I'm gonna take two hundred and forty minutes and I'm gonna try to find what could the Mavs rotation be and the minutes distribution. Everybody got a lot a lot of people got upset with it, but what I what I basically found out is I had Luca and Kyrie at like 35, 34 minutes. And then to try and even it out across the rest of the players. I had Josh Green and, and Grant Williams at 26 minutes each. That's not going to happen, right? But to get Omax 10 minutes and to get, um, you know, Hardy and to get... Um, who'd, you have, who'd you have at the five? I had, I had 15 minutes for Dwight, 14 minutes for Lively, 10 minutes for Holmes, and then I split up Maxi between wing and center minutes. So, so mm. Maxi's got like a five-minute run at center every game, which is what he does. And so yeah. th- that you're splitting up the center around those four people. I didn't give any to JaVale. And so no. to get, so to get, <laughs> oh, but to, my point is to get Omax 10 minutes, which is all I gave him was 10 minutes a night. You have to take down greens minutes to 26 grant minutes to 26. Maxie's to 20 Tim's to 20 Curry and Hardy are both playing 15. Like it's just hard to try and find minutes. And so if that's the case, and a lot of people came back and said, well, there's no way that a, uh, team's going to play 12 rotation players that's true but then that means to your point earlier the mavericks don't have another big wing to throw out there they at least have they at least have one in grant williams and then they have maxi but they that those are the only two like bigger than six five wings that you can throw out there on some bigger guys yeah so so that's why I, when i look at it i i think how that would in a perfect world if you could add to the you know, the bigger wing spot, like, let's say, you know, I mentioned this in the first segment, but let's say they go out tomorrow and trade Tim and JaVale and a couple of seconds or whatever, let's say Tim and JaVale for another big out there. And they bring in the solidified starting center. Um, huh. Woj notification goes off. I'm like, I got to watch this. Does it say draft picks trade? Oh. Remember he tweeted that earlier today. <laughs> Woj is saying, Montres Harrell. According to the CEO of this agency, that their agent has told their agent that that agency's organization <laughs> told him that this player is going to sign for a minimum. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, at the NBA I, Summer League presented by Ruffles with <laughs> yeah. Um, so like if you do that and you get the solidified center, then I think there is a world that you could you could go and take Rashawn Holmes's contract and say like, for instance, if I'm doing this off the top of my head here, but if let's say the James Harden deal turns into like a three team deal, Dallas isn't in it, and Zubats goes to another team, okay, and. They're sitting there saying, all right, we have Mason Plumley. Why couldn't Dallas call up and say, we'll give you Rashawn Holmes for Nick Batum or Rashawn Holmes and a second round pick for, you know, Nick Batum or maybe Holmes for Covington straight up. Yeah. It's something like that. Like, so that's the type of thing of that. You could still go that route of like Tim Javel pieces or something like that for a big and then take the $12 million contract of Holmes and try to find a wing out there that you could do just straight up with. So there's still so many different options on the board for Dallas that, you know, yeah. The other, the other number one thing I got, the feedback I got from Mavs fans and from uh, people around the league and around the Mavs and Jeff Skin Wade came back and said, Hardy is getting more than 15 minutes. And it's hard to try and find Hardy more than 15 minutes in this lineup if Luca's playing 35, if Kyrie's playing 34, if Tim's playing 20, which is low for Tim, Curry's playing 15, which has been low for Curry, but you know it's hard to find other minutes, and then Hardy's getting 15. Like, Where do you find these other minutes? And so I think that there, we still think there's going to be a Tim Hardaway trade, that he's been mentioned the most by yeah. everybody. You know, we still expect Tim Hardaway to be traded at some point. He's got a, a very the most tradable contract of the rest of the players on the Mavericks still. And so that's why he's been in trade rumors the most. And the Mavericks have a replacement. And I think Seth Curry can do everything Tim did last year, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I think Hardy can do everything yeah, Tim, right, yeah, Tim Hardy, did. Yeah. So I think Hardy's the natural replacement of that. Just off the, off the just right now, guaranteed in the rotation, it's Luka, Kyrie, Josh, and Grant as you're looking at it. And right now I think you're guaranteed the first two names off the bench to me is Jaden Hardy and Maxi Kleba. If Tim's not on the roster or if Tim, if Tim's not on the roster. Yeah. So assuming let's say Tim turns into a big, and then you have that solidified big right there with Grant, Josh, Kyrie and Luca. I think you're looking at Jaden Hardy and Maxi Kleba as a first names off the bench. And then after that, I think, I, I think, think you're looking kid, at, I think kid probably brings Seth off the bench before Hardy. I think that it's going to make everyone sad, but I think that's what he does. See, I, I don't know if I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid, but I, I think Jaden's going to take a, I think he's taking a step and I think I we're going to see it a little bit in summer step. league. I think even if he takes the step, I think kid, kid makes but, but here's, here's the thing with Seth though. It, he's just making $4 million. So it's not like you sign Seth to a Thibault contract. That's like 12 million a year, or 11 million a year to where you're like, all right, there's no way that he's getting under a certain threshold of minutes, like a $4 million. Like I agree. Seth is playing. He's going to be in the rotation, but it, like it wouldn't shock me by the end of the year. Kind of like how I did last year of the maxi versus Christian Wood total minutes. Like it wouldn't shock me if Jaden Hardy has more total minutes than Seth Curry next year. No, wouldn't wouldn't shock me either, but I I just don't expect it from Jason Kidd. He he goes with veterans. He goes with guys that he knows that will go in there, play a role, be automatic. Jaden Hardy is a risk, and he did play Jaden Hardy towards the end of the year, and he started trusting him a little bit more. Seth Curry's not a risk. You know exactly what he's going to bring out there. You know exactly what he's going to bring. You know how capable he is as a shooter and all that. But, yeah, so that that's my take on it. But, yeah, I, I'm with you that those are the first couple guys off the bench. JaVale's not playing at all for him. I no. think – 
I think Dante Exum and Rashawn Holmes are like wild cards that they're probably both DMP CDs at this point. And then I think I don't like I think Lively has to get some minutes. I don't think there, I, I yeah. yeah. This I'll do a whole pro a whole pro well, like, I'll probably do a whole podcast on the lively development puzzle that the Mavericks have this mm-hmm. year. Uh looking at past bigs and looking at who are the bigs that have been good in the NBA right now? And how much did they play when they were rookies? And how many of those rookie centers played on good teams? Because it's hard to try and find. So they have this, can't play a rookie center that much, but we need him. But we also need to play the rookie center so he can develop. And there's just so much to go on there that I want to unpack later. But I think he does have to get minutes. I'm with you. Yeah, I think in the perfect world, you have a solidified starting big. Lively's your number two big. And Dwight's your number three big. Yeah. And to where it's Dwight and Lively off the bench together and it's kind of situational base. It's you're giving Lively that throughout the regular season. He's getting more minutes than Dwight, but hey, some nights it might just be a struggle for him and you just might have to throw Dwight in there to run some pick and rolls with Luca. He's already yeah. got the chemistry and stuff and all that. I think that's the perfect world. And then Javel is cast into the sun and Rashawn Holmes is just a DMPCD. Yeah, I think I think there's a more of a path for Rashawn Holmes than Dante Exum, like you said. Yeah, because Rashawn, yeah. Could, all of a sudden Rashawn could have a change of scenery. All of a sudden, look really good. He's this is the best point guard play he'll ever play with. You know, he's probably motivated because he hasn't played the last year or so. And so, yeah, I'm I'm not saying he's like bad or anything. I don't know what to have an opinion about him on. Either. It would just surprise me. He's so similar to Dwight. It would surprise me of Dallas playing him over Dwight. He so, is making like uh, three times the amount of money that Dwight. <laughs> very, very true. But the maps yeah. didn't pay him that. So, all right, tomorrow we'll do some kind of summer league preview where we're talking about what to expect. I'm very interested in Jared Dudley's talk about Jaden Hardy and what to expect from Jaden Hardy and all that. The, the rookies, they just have practiced on Friday for the first time. So that's going to be a little bit interesting to try and figure out. But Jaden Hardy is the one I'm really focused on. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. Guys, oh, do the thing. Hey, I got one more thing. Next time, don't wait till it's three seconds left to talk. I think if Tim Hardaway's on another team, it's obviously about, you know, number one thing, it's about using his money to get a big. Yeah. But I think right behind that, as a close number two, it's because of the leap that Jaden Hardy's going to take. That I don't think that you're fully writing off Tim Hardaway into, you know, another team. If you don't, if you're not confident that Jaden Hardy is going to be able to step into a big role next year, I love that. Anyway, it's fine. I love that. I'm in it. Come back tomorrow, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.